The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It was Jillian with a G. Pizzaballet. Mm. Mm. Patrick Hines. That's not this podcast. No, we're the Witches Magic Murder and Mystery Podcast. But we do love those people. Everything Patrick Hines does. Oh my gosh. Um, If he could just like call me and squeal into my voicemail. Oh, I know. On a daily basis. Or just like leave it there. Yeah. Love it. That's my, um, let's manifest that right now. I just want to meet Patrick Hines one day. Like in a podcaster to podcaster setting. Yes. Because I could probably meet And him I do love Jillian. Like, I feel like oh, I would definitely yeah. get along with totally. her. But Patrick is like life goals. It's just his laugh. He, I know. His giggle makes me so happy. I'm Megan. I'm Kara. And it's October. So we have lots of episodes for All you. the episodes coming at you. And the one I'm telling you today, I'm moving my computer because... So I can't read it. I don't want you to read it. <laughs> okay. okay. I'll just get really close to the mic here to make sure you all can hear me. <laughs> God. <laughs> We've been messing with new sound equipment. It's here. It's terrible. We hate everything. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this side piece was brought to our attention by Rachel. Hey, Rachel. Who she did one of our favorite things. She left us a voicemail on Anchor. Yes. We love it when that happens. Hi, my name's Rachel. So one of the reasons I'm sending a voice message rather than an email is because you seem to get excited by the other Rachel that sent a voicemail. So I thought, oh, maybe they'll be uh, um, excited again. I live in North East England. There was a woman in the 1500s called Mother Shipton and she was a kind of witch and she predicted all sorts of like natural disasters and she had prophecies and everything. She also, in this cave, she has a petrifying well. And to this day, because of the makeup of the water, you can go and have stuff petrified. Um, So anything in there turns to stone. In in Knaresborough, where the petrifying well is, they've turned it into this massive tourist attraction. But it is the oldest tourist attraction in England since 1600s, I think. Anyway, it's mega old. She's called Mother Shipton, and I just thought you might be interested. And uh, don't make fun of my accent, because it's awful. I think it's so cute that she told us not to make fun of her accent. Yes! Like, we're from Kentucky. Yeah, <laughs> here we are. People have been making fun of our accents our whole life. Yes. So can't you see why we love the Anchor voicemails? So yes, much? it's so much fun. If you listen to our podcast on the Anchor app, even if you don't, you can download the Anchor app. Full free. Full free. And you can go there and leave us a voice message and we'll be delighted. We will be so excited to have it. Incidentally, the first person to leave us a voicemail was also named Rachel. So if your name is Rachel, oh, yeah. it feels like you're basically obligated to leave us a voicemail. Yes. And at if this you point. do not and you follow us, please go do so now. Wouldn't be great if like just every voicemail we got was like, I'm Rachel. Even if it's not Rachel and they're saying that their name's Rachel. This is also Rachel. 
<laughs> they start like you know those people that start like food trains for the like the people that just had babies. Yes, they get on there and like all gather together and they they start a Rachel train on our <laughs> anchor app and they every day we get a it's new voice Rachel, 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 Rachel. This is Rachel and this is Rachel. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Mother Shipton. Okay, her name was actually Ursula, which is the easy part. <gasps> what? Southville. South- I don't know why. Uh, Southville. South Like Vale, Southville. Let's go with that. Ursula Southville. Yeah. And there are several variation- variations. <laughs> there are several variations of spelling her last name, and I would absolutely mispronounce all of them. So how about we just stop? <laughs> Ursula. <laughs> Ursula. She's more popularly known as Mother Shipton, which is perfect. Easy. I love it. Born in. 1488, okay. in a cave, <laughs> during a violent thunderstorm in Knaresborough, Yorkshire. She was born in a cave? During a thunderstorm. Okay. It's reported that Ursula was deformed and ugly. And when I read that, I immediately got annoyed, like, whatever, Wikipedia, you're deformed and ugly. Yeah. But you anyway, don't say that. I guess there are multiple references um, about her unfortunate looks. Poor thing. So whatever. The legend says... That instead of crying when she was born, she cackled. Oh. And as soon as she did so, the storm ceased. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love her. So, oh, you're gonna. She's great. Okay. So, Ursula's mother was 15 years old uh-huh. and an orphan and uh-huh. unwed. And she lived in a cave. And she lived in a cave. When she wound up pregnant as a 15-year-old unwed orphan, it was a little bit of a scandal. Uh, yeah. And... Ursula's mother would never reveal who Ursula's father was, even oh. when she was brought to court and they tried to force her to name the man. Oh. And of course, there's a story that Ursula's mother was a witch and had conceived Ursula oh. by knocking boots with the devil. <gasps> I just really wanted to say knocking boots. Knocking boots. <laughs> Boot knocking. That's well, like, I mean, remember I just the, see how the devil did wear shoes. He wore boots over his hooves. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. They literally were knocking. knocking the boots. Remember that song? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I wrote that in here, I, was, I started giggling, just oh thinking, like, oh, Kara's going to love that. Okay. The boots. Knocking boots. Okay. I mean, <sighs> how long has it been since you've heard that saying? I thought you were going to say since you knocked boots. And I was like, man. <laughs> Ursula and her mother were ostracized, and they ended up living there in the cave where Ursula was born for the first two years of Ursula's life. Oh. That cave is now known as Mother Shipton's Cave. Okay. And it is, as Rachel said, England's oldest tourist attraction. Wow. Inside that cave is the petrifying well that Rachel mentioned in her voicemail. And apparently... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That pool of water, they say, is skull-shaped, which I love. So the stories say that anything you put in the well would turn to stone, which isn't exactly the case. Instead, the cave's water has such a high mineral content that, like, anything you put, anything placed in the pool of water will become coated with layers of the minerals. Oh, it's like making your own little geodes. Yeah. It hardens porous objects until they become stone-like. This is the same process by which stalactites are formed. Yes. By the way, remember when I taught you how shortwave radios work? Yeah. We're just going to have a little lesson. In I love every it. Episode. I love stalactites <laughs> and stalagmites. Those are some of my favorite words. Also, phalanges is a good one, too. <laughs> Excellent. Just, just the words. Yep, word. just the words. So, tourists, even today, take things, at least my understanding is today, is they take things, leave in the cave, and then they come back to find them hardened into stone. Oh, yeah. 
When Ursula was two, she was separated from her mother. Mm-hmm. A nearby abbey secured a place for the mother in a convent, and Ursula was sent to live with a foster family. And I'm sure the nuns were trying to help. Like, I'm sure right. it was like, this baby can't live in a cave her whole life. Let's take her from her mom. I mean, if you heard about a kid who had to live in a cave, you'd probably want to do something about it. But yeah. they, her and her mother never saw each other again. That's so sad. I know. And she I probably just, wasn't a horrible mom. I, I think she did her best. Yeah. I mean, she survived. Yeah, she made it to two um, in a cave. She's been living in a cave for two years with just uh-huh. her mom. And we know she was unfortunate looking. She had a crooked nose, a hunchback, and twisted legs. Oh. And there are all these stories about how her mom was a witch and her dad was the devil. So, like, you can imagine that other kids were probably not super nice to yeah. her. Um, even adults weren't very nice to her. Grown-ups can be so horrible. Everyone taunted and teased her. And eventually, she just started spending more and more time in the woods, which was home for her anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's where yeah. she felt the most comfortable. And that's when she began learning more and more about the various plants and herbs in the area. Ooh. I know. As she got older, her knowledge of these things grew, and she became a valuable resource to the townspeople as an herbalist. Oh, what? Just like Biddy Early. I love Biddy Early so much. So now that she's useful, people find her intelligent and interesting. So she's like more included in society because they can use her. Anyway, her social circle grew bigger, and that's when she met a carpenter named Toby Shipton. They That's got normal. married. Yeah. That's pretty normal. Yeah. Okay. They got married when she was 24. Oh. And she adopted his surname. That's when she became Shipton. People were apparently shocked that anyone would marry her. And they were like, she must have bewitched him. Oh, my Lord. And this reminds me, a little sidebar, of, I'll see TikToks every now and then where a girl, a girl will be doing a TikTok where she'll point at a woman who she thinks is less attractive than she is. And no. she'll be like... What am I doing wrong? Like, implying... No, don't do that. No. Like, the implication is, if that woman can get a man, why can't I? No, don't do that. Every time I see one of those, I'm just like, I cannot believe that you would say this and put it on TikTok. Uh-huh. I just get so annoyed that that there are still women out there who would just have Be no little. shame about putting that out into the world. Yeah. Like... Every time I want to think we have evolved to a point that we don't need to put other women down to make ourselves feel better. Yeah. Then I see one of those TikToks and I'm like, oh, God. And they're like younger than me. Gross. Like, stop it. Stop don't it. Do don't that. do that. Don't do that. If you're the kind of person that looks at other women and thinks things like that, get Just out of here. Just get off TikTok. So anyway, Ursula got married and I'm happy about it. Good for her. Jeez. Ursula getting married doesn't take away from any of the single women of the time. <laughs> There's room for everybody to be happy. Okay. <laughs> Go to the next town over. Toby. <laughs> Gosh. Toby died two years after they were married. Oh. And again, because people are the worst, they were like, well, she must have killed him. No. With that kind of talk going on while she was already heartbroken from Toby's death, Ursula pieced right out of there and decided to live full time in the woods. Like Baba Yaga. I love it. I love it so much. I know. Um, except rather than living in a treehouse with legs, like Baba Yaga did, uh, Ursula moved. People. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ursula moved back into her cave oh, where she'd been her born. Her initial cave. Oh. It's like her, her safe space, you know? Oh. That became her home and the place where she mixed potions and oh, remedies for, for townspeople. Mother Shipton became well known for her gifts as an herbalist and people traveled from all over to come to her cave when they needed help. 
Okay. The longer she practiced, the more confident she got. And eventually, she reveals to people that she can see the future. Oh. And at first, she started making predictions and making prophecies for the townspeople. Uh And then, as more and more of her predictions came true, she was called upon by the monarchy. (gasps) What? And more powerful people to give prophecies for them. (gasps) I know. Look at her. So... In 1537, King Henry VIII wrote a letter to the Duke of Norfolk, where he mentions a witch of York, believed to be a reference to Shipton. So, for a woman who's been mostly an outcast her whole life, she's I mean, doing she's well. spoken highly of. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I look funny. Yeah. But, yo, I'm making money, see? <laughs> so, get around for your prophecy. <laughs> I'm the new witch of town. my sound's laid down by the underground, because she lives in a cave. <laughs> You're welcome. You're so welcome. I'm pretty sure that story is that, and that song is actually about Mother Shipton. I think so. <laughs> By the underground. Okay. Okay, let's talk about her prophecies. Okay, perfect. Of course, like most prophecies I've read, the language she used isn't super straightforward. It's never like, hey, on October 22nd, 2023, there's going to be a big disaster in Paris that we can prevent. Nothing like that. No, okay. If that turns out to be true, if there's a disaster in Paris on October 22nd, 2003, let's just all circle back to this episode and be like, what? Yeah, yeah. What was Megan doing? What did Megan know? Nothing. I know nothing. At that time, she's in a cave somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) So Mother Shipton said things like this. Water shall come over Ouse Bridge, and a windmill shall be set upon a tower, and an elm tree shall lie at every man's door. So, the river Ouse was next to York, and Ouse Bridge crossed the river. This, this prophecy didn't have any meaning until the town got a piped water system. It brought water across Ouse Bridge and it piped in pipes to a windmill that drew water into the pipes. Hmm. And the water came to every man's door, delivering water. Oh. And the pipes were made out of elm trees. Oh. So you could take that and apply it to the prophecy and be like, she was right. So good. I don't know. Um, before Ouse, here's another one. Before Ouse Bridge and Trinity Church meet, what is built in the day shall fall in the night till the highest stone in the church be the lowest stone of the bridge. This prophecy also seemed to come true. Not long after she said this, a huge storm hit York, and during that storm, the steeple on top of Trinity Church fell, and a portion of Ouse Bridge was swept away by the river. Huh. When they made repairs to the bridge, they used pieces of the steeple of the church oh. as the foundation for the new section of the bridge. Oh. I feel like a lot of times when you read about the like prophecies, yeah. it's like they're so vague. It's like, I don't know, and you can make you it work. You just start guessing at it. Yeah. Mother Shipton passed away in 1561 at 73 years old. Okay. So, there are a few collections of her prophecies that have been published. The first known edition of her prophecies was printed in 1641, which was 80 years after her death in 1561. That makes it a little questionable in terms of accuracy and may have just been something that capitalized on the legend of Mother Shipton. Right. The most famous edition of her prophecies was published in 1862. It was over a hundred prophetic rhymed couplets, oh. but the language doesn't sound like Mother Shipton's coded speak. This one sounds oh. more like Yoda. Like, oh god, it had this prophecy in it that, that said the world would come to an end in 1881, and that particular prophecy was reprinted several times in different countries with different dates. Did is this the Bible? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> no. no. They 
we're trying to rewrite Mother Shipton. We're just going to keep putting different dates on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, for instance, there was one published in the 20s that had the year would end in 1991. There was one published in the 70s that said it would end in 1981. Mm. Just whatever made it rhyme. Yeah. You know? But the original one, the 1881 one, more than a decade after the first edition was published, a man named Charles Henley admitted that he was the true author and had created that manuscript. <laughs> So it wasn't even her prophecy. Why are you even doing this? And people keep still today will bring up prophecies from that book and be like, look what she said. And it's like, no, this guy came out a decade later and was like, I made all those up. What is he doing with his life? Other well-known lines from his fictional edition that people still quote today as if they were her prophecies. Um, A carriage without a horse shall go. Disaster fill the world with woe. In water as iron, then she'll float as easy as a wooden boat. So people will be like, oh, she prophesied the invention of cars. And she knew that iron ships would be invented. Oh, yeah. my gosh. But she didn't. Charles Henley made it all up. Yeah. 300 years after she died. Mother Shipton never wrote anything down. And she never published anything during her lifetime. So there's okay. no way of knowing what she actually said. Yeah. But even though there are fake collections of her prophecies floating around, that doesn't mean that we should discount the existence of Mother Shipton altogether. Right. Historians are pretty sure she was a real woman who was born in 1488 to a 15-year-old orphan named Agatha Soothtail mm-hmm. in a cave outside Knaresborough. There's also, there are references to her, like the one I mentioned from Henry VIII, like that right. letter, like yeah. we still have today, you yeah. know, so they can tell. And there's another one. In 1666, Samuel Peppies. Mm-hmm. Peppies. Mm-hmm. Wrote yep. in his yeah, diaries yeah. that he'd heard people discuss Mother Shipton's prophecy of a great fire. Oh. Records from the time almost always mention her appearance. Okay. So it's probably true that she had a hunchback and a crooked right. nose. And she made potions, herbal remedies, cast spells, and prophesied. Prophesied? Prophecy. Prophecy. Not sure. She told the future. <laughs> she spoke of the future. <laughs> in 2013, there was a campaign to raise money to erect a statue of Mother Shipton in oh, Nairsburg. And that statue was completed in October 2017. And it sits on a bench in the town's market square. She's sitting on a bench. It reminds me of Grace Sherwood. Oh, and I love it. I love that this story pulls in, you know, yeah. Biddy Early, mm-hmm. Bobby Yaga, Grace Sherwood, like all of them. It reminds me of her. Um, like I mentioned earlier, Mother Shipton's Cave is a huge tourist attraction. You can visit it as well as the petrifying well there where objects turn to stone. Yes. There's also a shop selling mugs, <gasps> tea towels, a wishing well. Oh. Or you can get wishing well water in what? dark pink, ruby red, and kelly green. Can we order these? Well, I was say, it should go without saying that if you go there, we would each like a mug. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that's it. it. That's, that's the story oh of Mother my- Shipton. I want to go sit on the bench with her. I know. Don't you love her? Like, I just think, I don't know. What a cool lady. Yeah. She. Who cares if she's the devil's granddaughter? She was born in, like, everything was stacked against her. Yeah. Right? Like, we all know that um, your physical attractiveness impacts how you're treated in the world, whether it's right or wrong. Horrible humans. Yeah. And she was born to an unwed, young mother with no grandparents. Never knew who her father was. Yeah. She had all these things stacked against her. People treated her awful. She grew up in a cave. And then, just like I always get so happy yeah. about, like, here we are in 2021 talking Still about talking her. talking about her. Yeah. Talking about how cool she was. I mean, she had Henry VIII talking about her. Yeah. So. Like, you know, people of the monarchy, people who you would never think would even have known she existed. Like, she became a trusted 
source of information yeah. for them. Like, they had faith in what she said. Yeah, and her potions. Yeah. So I love that. And her little spells. Yeah. So, Rachel, thank you so much for saying yeah, that. Yeah, we love it. And we hope you guys like it, too. Yep, and all of our October episodes. Yes, we're having fun with these October episodes. Yes. Um, Crappy sound equipment or not. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We'll Don't figure it out. that... Um, if you are on the Patreon, then you can hear all of the extra episodes this month. If you're not on Patreon, you're still going to have extra episodes. Don't yes. worry. It's just that you may not get an episode every single day the yep. way that the Patreon people do. Um, okay. Yes. Thank you all so much for listening. Yeah, we love you all. If you have any story ideas you'd like to send us in, you can find us at witchesmagicmurdermystery at gmail.com. Yep. Or hop over to Instagram and send us a message on there or even post it in our Facebook group, mm-hmm. which is Magic Murder and Mystery Podcast Discussion Group. All of the links to everywhere you want to find us are in the show notes on this episode. Yes. All right. We love you. All right. So much. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.